I loved teaching first grade. It's the thing I did for most of my teaching career. Um, kids that age are just awesome. I love teaching kids how to read. I think it's a very cool process to watch them learn, move from letters to words, to sentences, to book, you know, small books, to chapter books. And it happens so fast. It's very cool. If I was picking a job I've done already, I would choose that for the rest of my career. If I'm going like any job I want, I'm very interested in administration. Um, I have my principal certification and that is still on my bucket list. Uh, I think that elementary, like a building principal is what I would essentially want to be. And so I'm still hoping to work towards that at some point. For right now, I'm I'm very content with my part-time cool things I get to do that are still in the field of education. That's awesome. You know, with the leadership thing, I, it's a place where I get stuck sometimes in these podcasts because a lot of these discussions are about either policy or sort of theory, but I'm a classroom teacher, you know? And so I've had people ask me, would you want to be a principal? And where I work, I mean, in the state of Virginia, everything's organized by county. And so where I specifically work in Loudoun County, there are 16, I think we're up to about to open a 17th high school. And so that means there's 17 high school principals, plus each of them have their three, I think it's all three assistant principals. So by the time you get from there, you know, up to the superintendent, and I, I say this with no disrespect to any of the principals, but in that setting, a principal sort of turns into middle management. You know, you, you don't get to make a lot of the big decisions. You just sort of shape the decisions for your actual building. In Pennsylvania, it, again, depends on the size of the district. But since you do districts instead of counties, do you feel like a building principal has the kind of influence that you would want? Or do you think someday upper administration superintendent's office would be desirable? Uh, I think so I went to school in Maryland. So we had like college. Um, and so we had this, the county system too. So it, it works similar. And there's like a pool you get into. So like you get into a, a vice principal pool and then you like can get bounced around. Um, so in those situations, what's cool is like you get more opportunity to be involved. You know, like you, you have a better chance of getting a job. I do think it is I mean, being an administrator, a building administrator is the middleman job. That's like by definition and design what it is. But I think you get, at least here in my experience, you get to create a community within your building and you get to control that environment. You get to develop relationships with the kids, which I would still love. I mean, kids at elementary age are cool. Like they're fun. They like you still, you know, <laughs> most of your interactions with them are positive, you know, like you. And so... That part of it is important to still maintain that relationship with kids. Um, you get to, to establish relationship with parents and families. You get to see, you know, siblings go through. And then I think once you make this jump to like a district level administrator, you lose those aspects, which are awesome. You know, like you are one step removed from the day-to-day -day interaction with the families and the kids, which is why we do what we do. And so I like the idea of the building administrator because I get to keep that, but I also get to help create a culture for learning that is what I envision like ideal 21st century student learning to be. That's great. You know, and that that's, you know, I've never really given serious thought about being a principal, but maybe starting five or six years ago, I had students start to suggest it. And I don't know if how much of that was just by age, like I was hitting the age where it's like you could do that or they like my ideas or I, I don't know. But as they said it, you know, I started saying, and I've said this probably a million times, I can't imagine working in a school and not teaching a class. Like I like teaching, but you're right. You, as a principal, you still get to have that relationship. And so like my principal 
and I think I've mentioned this on a previous podcast, uh, he's fantastic. He's best best administrator I've ever worked with, but he worked his way all the way up to being the director of, I think, director of high school education. He was like the principal of the high school principals with his goal ultimately to be superintendent or even to work up, you know, higher up at the state level. And a few years ago, he made the decision to sort of step back down to be a building administrator because he started to get the feeling that the farther you are from the students, the less impact you're having or you're having an impact, but you don't actually get to see it. You don't experience it. And so he decided to very much change the course of his career and sort of went back into the building and he's very good at it. You know, I just, he and I talked about that. I thought it was a really interesting thing. You know, for me, I don't know that I could do that. I think I need to either be teaching a class or I'd have to jump up to policy and make the decisions like that in between is tough, but that also might be different between elementary and high school. Yeah, I think it's different. I work some work for some like exceptional. I, I worked for the gamut. I've had exceptional administrators, and then I've had the other side of that. The exceptional administrators find ways to create their own classroom within the teachers that they have. You know, like as a classroom teacher, you have your students as your kids, and you're working on how to help them be the best best versions of themselves. How to learn. How to you know be part of a community or whatever, like they're using their classes that my, the best administrators I've ever worked for have created that culture within the teachers. So while I'm not teaching, while I wouldn't be teaching students, I would still have a community like that, that I would be in, but they also insert themselves in cool ways across the class, across the school. Like they're in the classrooms, they're reading books, like they're doing read alouds with kids. They're doing science experiments. They, you know, like they're inserting themselves and making themselves not just like this figurehead within the building, but as part of the learning community that's going on, I think it's cool. You know, it, it makes it a role that you're invested in part of what's going on and you're not just supervising what's happening. Yeah, be an, act, an active participant. You're in the classrooms. You're not just in your office kind of deal. You've, you've talked about the environment and the culture a lot. And so I'm going to ask a question that this may make sense more when we talk maybe a little later about student teaching, but I, I took some heat on teacher Twitter recently because they were talking about culture change in buildings. And I made the comment that, you know, aside from the obvious economic benefits and things like that, I said that if you want to change the culture in a building, you know, if you're not happy with the way teachers are treating each other, treating students, whatever, is that you really just need like one or two experienced leaders in each department. And then every time you have the opportunity to hire, you hire young because young teachers don't bring baggage. They're more sort of malleable. They just sort of sink right in and, and they, they do what's going on around them more. If you hire someone with more experience, they bring their own sense of culture with them. And sometimes it's good, but if you're really trying to reshape a place, I said you need one or two strong leaders in each department and then you want a youth movement. And some, I wanna, I'm guessing they're older teachers. I don't know who they actually are, but some teachers took very strong exception to that. I, I don't, people I don't even know like blocked me. And, and I literally just said what I just said to you you have both interest in administration, there's a focus on culture, and now you're working with student teachers. Am I wrong? I'm, I might be, but that's, I don't, am I wrong? <laughs> well, okay. well, here's the deal. I think that it starts at your highest level. So I think you need to have an administrator who has a very clear vision of what's going on, like where this is going. What is the culture going to be? What do we want it to look like? What is everybody's role within that? And I think that... I, you know, you've been on enough faculty faculties to know there's like the mass in the middle. There's the people who are the, the leaders, the doers and the 
here, like when someone tells them something, they're going to get it done. You know, they're on board with whatever. Then you have like the bottom tier who are the resistors, you know? And so I think when you have the clear vision with the administrator who's saying, this is what I want, this is what I want this to be like, this is what I want all of you to do, you can get three-fourths of the, the, the people on board, regardless of age. I do think that. The resistors are going to resist anything, you know? And so right. then it's a matter of how can you either move them on board or move them a different direction? Um, well, right. And, and, and when I, that's actually that part of that conversation was I had said something about, you know, once you've done what you can, you've run professional development, you're, you're doing the team building, you're doing everything you can, you start looking for ways that you can help those people either find settings that work better for them or, or make, an, make a graceful exit or something like that. And then, and then the comment was, you know, and then at that point, sometimes it's just easiest and obviously cheaper to just hire young. And I think people maybe took it as me saying, get rid of old teachers. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like you want your experienced staff. Like if you can have an older staff that's good and motivated, like absolutely keep that. Like it was less of an age issue than just thinking, how do you make a quick change in a climate? And maybe that looks different in a high school than an elementary school. Cause I, I think on average, you probably have younger a younger faculty in most elementary schools. And so that might look different again between the levels. But in terms of setting a climate, talking about your own education, whether that's elementary, middle, high school, college, what was your education like? I mean, I know some of this because we went to the same, you know, some of the same schools, um, but that doesn't necessarily always guarantee the same experience either. So what was your schooling like both for you? What kind of student were you? But how do you feel about the climates or the environments that you experienced when you were on the student side? 